Nightmare Podcast. <laughs> Let me start over. Let me start over. Okay. This thing said recording. I do always hit record so you can get comfortable. Um, what? Because <laughs> people struggle. People struggle. You, I'm telling you, people struggle. When you tell start trying to talk proper, I open the floor to any discussion that the guests want to talk about, and then we close on out. I'm saying, yeah, I want to talk about this move. you going back to Dallas. How about hmm. that? Ha, 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 ha. Pizza can't fight. You say what? Pizza folks don't even know how to fight. And neither can folks. They just like to kill people with objects. <laughs> What? <laughs> Hello out there, podcast listeners. This is Corey Wilson with Surviving Seattle, the podcast. I'm still in season one, coming to an end. Uh, I have a guest with me today. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Hello out there, all of you Surviving Seattle listeners. Uh, my name is Kendrick Smith. First time on the show. Um, I reside in Dallas. Uh, I've been knowing this guy, Corey, since, I believe, what, April of 2018? Yep, yep. I've always heard his name around and being this awesome president for the chapter Ronu Lambda, um, but I never met him. Um, I needed a shirt because I was going to a probate of my nephew who was... um, pledging Kappa, so I hit him up for this certain shirt. Of course, he didn't have the shirt, so I had to settle for what he had. <laughs> I'm still disappointed by that. Oh, Anyway, really? <laughs> uh, hmm. so that was the beginning of our friendship, man. After that, man, things just took off. We became cool. I ended up going on about 100 road trips with this guy, selling his T-shirt, branding his brand, Divine Personality. And the rest is kind of history, man. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but why would you sell my shirts if you were so disappointed in the first shirt? I don't know, understand. So why I mean, you still... I, you know, I decided to give you a second chance. I was trying to, you know, <laughs> you being a business person right. and, you know, confident in what you do. I was like, hey, you know, you don't have a shirt now, but, you know, just make this shirt and get it to me. I think I got that shirt, what, almost a year later? It was that jersey. Uh, I thought you wore that jersey to probate. But not that probate. I wore that jersey to probate. You wore it to a probate. That's all that matters. Almost two years later. (laughs) That's all that matters. You got to wear it to a probate. That's the point. That's pretty cool. I'm glad glad Kendrick uh, can join me on this episode. Like he said, you know, been knowing each other for a few years and... um, Pretty bright guy. He got he got he got some things going himself. He got a few irons in the fire. He got his own business. He got his own hustle. Um, it's just a lot of different things, and you know we stayed in touch. And so I felt this was a good episode where he could join me and talk on because you know when we always trying to help and promote and help one another, we always uh, run into people that we always trying to help, and it ends up kind of falling flat for us, so I just felt this would be a good episode that he could join me on and, and he could kind of talk through some things and how we try to help people, because as I told everybody, and as I've been preaching every episode, is that Surviving Seattle is, it was Seattle for me, but as I manifested into this, it became a therapeutic session for a lot of people. 
and a lot of people out there listen. I get a lot of emails, and you guys. So it's kind of taking this, taking a push of its own. So instead of me going through the the local eateries, what's the greatest food, becoming a part of the sports teams and stuff, it turned into like a how you get through your Seattle. And like I said, Seattle can be a different things for people. And so Seattle for me was actually Seattle, but for Seattle for others is a new job, new opportunity, you know, a move of their own, et cetera. So you can replace Seattle with whatever. So um, this particular episode, we talk about you can't teach an old dog new tricks when they are the master magician. And, you know, what that means is like no one knows everything and opening yourself up to learn. You welcome new things as they come. But no one, no one in this world likes someone that can't be corrected. Accepting constructive criticism that will better you for where you are destined to be. And sometimes we become complacent in our lives because we can't be edited. So letting go of things so that we don't accept where we are in life. That means strive for more. And even when we know it's mediocrity, we either let them figure out why they're where they are. So, kid, talking about that, breaking that down, you can't teach an old dog new tricks when they are the master magician. What that mean to you? To me, it sounds like a person that, <clears throat> you know, you got, always have this saying about old people who are set in their ways and mm-hmm. you can't tell them anything. You know, yeah. they've already done everything. They've already seen everything. And it was, it's just nothing that you can teach them um, or say to them that they haven't already heard or done, you know. Um, but what this says to me is this is not a this is not an older person who has lived that life and has experienced that much. You have a young person, maybe about the age of 24, 25, and you steady trying to teach them things, you know, it could be the simple thing of like, you know, redoing their resume and mm-hmm. for them to get a new job. Okay. They're so stuck in their ways. Maybe somebody taught them. Maybe it was somebody they looked up to and say, Oh, they taught me this way. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't think I need to change it. It's, it's good. I mean, that's your opinion. I'm not going to change it because it's been getting me jobs this far. Well, you're currently looking for a job and you can't get a job and maybe it's your resume. But they just can't accept the the simple, you know, constructive criticism to even change a section of their resume to try to get them a job. Yeah. You know? I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And like you said, you know, old dog, new tricks, that doesn't mean old in the sense of age. It means just they know everything. And so... Right. I call them master manipulators, but... Um, I just I just struggle with people who who come to you for help, but they already come in a ready made package. All they want you to do is ship and send, and it doesn't work like that. Sometimes Absolutely. you do need to open it up and let's take a look and see why you're coming to me for the ship and send. And sometimes it takes people a a, a, a bit much to um, allow themselves to be criticized or corrected when they think they know everything. So absolutely. I like that. Um, moving to the, you know, we start every episode with a survival tip. And so our survival tip to start the episode off is you can never bring healing medicine to a person that loves to be sick. Quit cutting yourself and blaming the knife. To me, what that means to me is that someone always saying that, you know, man, I, 
I just I'll be literal with it, man. You know, I, I can't I can't shake this cough. I can't shake this cough. Well, what you taking for? Oh, you know, I've been using some cough syrup or I've been using some cough drops. Well, have you went to the doctor? No, I think I hold shake on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I feel like you're bringing this. You're using this synopsis for a reason. But go ahead. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't coming for you in the coronavirus. I was not. <laughs> I was I was only talking in a literal sense because I was going to take it more, you know, out of the ordinary. But since you want to go there, let's go. Because five said, minutes ago, I was just at the store getting some medicine for this, for this cough and this corona, and <laughs> corona that he has. And he over there trying to take old medicine that he done got from an undisclosed place out of the country. <laughs> so, y'all, if you see him on the street... In Dallas, beware, because he got the corona. But um, no, I'm just joking. He don't have a corona. Um, Whatever, go ahead. He do. (laughs) But what I was trying to say was that, you know, when you when when I keep asking him questions like, "Hey, what are you taking?" Oh, I'm, um, you know, I just been using this, you know, this cough syrup, blah blah blah. Well, how you feel? Oh, it'll pass soon. How many days you been sick? Six days. Well, you might need to go to the doctor. No, no, I, 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 I've been, you know. Doing, I've been self-medicating. It's kind of like they love to, to me, they love to be sick. Like they won't mm-hmm. change anything. And that's yep. in a literal sense. But what I want to say is when it, when it means to me you can never bring healing medicine to a person that loves to be sick, some people like to be where they are, if you know what I mean. Some people just like, they like to be able to go in. They know what they're going to do every day. They know their job title. They know what, what's going to be required. There's nothing that changes. And but they always talking about how they're miserable, they're sick and what they, they they hate what they're doing. And and when you try to tell them, hey, you could do something a bit different, they don't ever want to do it. If you what I mean, they nah, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. But they complain about where they currently are. So it's kinda like mm-hmm. you can never bring healing to a person that loves to be sick. Some people just love to complain. Right. What you think? <laughs> I totally agree, man. This is, um, you know, it sounds like a lot of my clients that I work with. Um, you know, clients. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, and mainly it's their parents, you know, and they have brainwashed the child into the same thinking process as them. And they mm-hmm. wonder why, you know, their child is going through the system like this and not changing their ways. Well, mom, dad, is mainly because, you know, the influence of you guys, that right. same sorry thinking that you guys have, you have passed that down onto your child, and you don't want nothing new. You know, mom is fine with coming there with J's on, new nails, mm-hmm. and not having a job, but getting $3,600 a month off of tech for the kids, or getting $1,200 in food stamps and not want to go to work for it. Yeah. And you expect your child to go out there at the age of 16 and try to get a job? Of course not. They see every day that their mom's still rolling around in a Lexus with brand-new Jordans on and everything like that and not having a job. Mm-hmm. Where you try to tell her this, and she, she's fine with it. You can't tell her, you can't tell her anything. Well, sir, I'm not the one on probation. My child is, you know, why are you beating down on me like my parents and there's some, you know, ma'am, I'm sorry to tell you, but it is. You look at your lifestyle, how you don't want to accept change, 
how you don't want to accept this criticism and, you know, reaching out for help from us and expects us to parent your child in a way that you're not doing so because you're not open to changing your life. Mm-hmm. And that's sad because then you have a lot of people like that. And not just people in, you know, in the poor communities that's, you know, satisfied with, you know, living out the government and, you know, their able body and able mind, but, you know, they they want to get up every morning, roll up their blunt, walk outside to their porch, sit there about two or three hours, then walk down the street, hang out with their friends, then come back home, go to sleep, and wake up the next day and do it all over again. They're not worried about getting up in the morning, going to school, going to a job, or anything like that. But as soon as they get into some trouble and have to run in with the law, and they sit behind, you know, the bars and jail for a night, then all of a sudden they are a changed person, they found God, and now they want to accept <laughs> all the help that they can get. Yeah. But that's yeah. that manipulation part. They come in after one night, oh, I done changed my life. You know, I, I, this not for me. You know, I yeah. want, yeah. You know, I want to do something different. You know, I've, I've learned my lesson now. Okay. Well, what's your plan moving forward? Um, I'm just going to go to school every day. And what else? Because mm-hmm. you don't have a plan. You're, <laughs> you're trying to manipulate me and try to get me to see something that's not really there. Yeah, you yeah. woke up and you, you have to wear somebody else's clothes and you got to eat when we tell you to eat and all those sorts of things. But now you're a changed person and you found God and you want all the help in the world, but you still don't have a plan going forth after this. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And, I, and I, you know, it's not just with, with a job. It's just life. Some mm-hmm. people like just soaking in that. And, I, and, you know, and unfortunately, like, with people, when you, when you elevate, sometimes you can't elevate with others. Sometimes when you evolve, sometimes that evolution looks different for some people. And then, you know, they'll be, oh, they change, or they think they all that. No, I don't think I'm Absolutely. all that. I know I'm all that. It's just that there's, there's things that happens to us, and that's things that take us to a next level. And when you're trying to teach them, they're telling you, oh, no, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. I, I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like what you, I like what you're taking out of that life, that survival tip. And you must know that there's people out there that will continue to cut themselves and they'll continue to blame the knife. A knife Absolutely. is a tool. It takes action for that cut to happen. And someone can't keep asking to borrow $10 every two weeks and they're going to pay you back the following week. It never comes. So, like, again, what, uh, what is the pattern that's getting you to where you always $10 short? That's where you have to break that cycle. Some people don't want that cycle to be broken because they're okay with knowing that Corey or Kedrick, I could call Kedrick right now and he'll give me a million dollars. Or I could call Corey right now and he'll give me a ride to the store. And, you know, you know no one ever thinks about, man, what if I'm basically interrupting their life or making you know making things happen harder for them, and so we'll talk about that as we get further down. And so you know, bringing it to the discussion, Kendra, why are we so stubborn to the point that we cannot be corrected? You know, <clears throat> to me, nowadays it has a lot to do with pride. Man, pride is killing a lot of people. You know, and it, I feel like it takes us to, you know, humble ourselves to accept you know, 
some help from people or criticism from people in order to change some of our ways. And we're just yeah. not, we're so prideful that we don't want to accept that something is wrong with us. I'll put it mm-hmm. like that, that we have a flaw. You know, somebody looked at me and said, hey, man, you know, maybe if you took, you know, 15 minutes out of your day to advertise for your your repair business, you know, you'll get more, you're, you'll see more business, you'll get more clients. You mm-hmm. may be able to take this thing fully on the road. And I, my response is, no, I'm fine how I do it, man. I, that I like the word of mouth. I get my clients and I'm still good, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the kid I know. <laughs> Whatever. But, you know, that has been offered to me. And in, and in so many ways, I've told people, now pretty much, you know, my business, I got this. I like the way that I'm doing it now. And even if I change something, you know, it wouldn't make a difference. But how do I know that? Mm-hmm. I've never tried that. So just, yeah. you know, humbling ourselves and being able to accept some advice from somebody or help, you know? Do you think your pride has stopped you in anything, in like endeavor, like with career or growth? Have, do you think it has? Ooh, man, yes. Pride along with um, that complacent that you talk about, mm-hmm. um, fear, you know, just stepping out on faith sometimes. Yeah. Those things, yes, yeah, I would definitely say it has. Yeah, and I could say, me professionally, I'm an open book. I, I, I take constructive criticism up and down. I would say in my personal life, personally, I have a pride issue because, you know, I, I just, everybody who knows me, they know they're close to me. Like, one thing you can't do is ever embarrass me. And so with embarrassment, it's pride. So to avoid that, you just, you don't receive, you don't receive stuff. But mm-hmm. like in my professional side, shit. Man, if I'm doing something wrong, I, you could tap me down because I could receive it. Because in my life, uh, I'm thinking to myself, hey, I did this absolutely wrong. I, I I made a complete fool of myself. So I could take this. I could break it down. I could redo it. Everything would be okay. But when it, you know, and what it has, it, it has, I've seen it in my personal, I mean, in my professional life, how how fast I fast-tracked it through my career because mm-hmm. I have accepted that. But what I want, sometimes I feel like, if I could mimic my professional life to my personal life, it'll all be the same. And I'm not saying my personal life is terrible and my professional life is the bomb, but I'm saying, like, right. when it comes to things that stifle people, our stubbornness, I do sense sometimes I have a stubbornness because I feel like I am so easy and passive and laid back that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't need to change that. But then when you start looking at stuff, you start saying, yeah, you do. Corey, there's some changes you can make. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I know that um, me me personally, my stubbornness has, has stopped me at a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. But professionally, I don't have it, man. You can tell me, Corey, what you've been doing is trash. I will wipe it clean in front of you. I will tear out the page and move forward. So mm-hmm. um, do you think that some of your habits that you have in your personal, professional life are problematic? My personal life, I would say yes. <clears throat> um, I'm just going to be open and real, man. I've been, you know, that manipulator. I mean, I've had people to suggest things or say something to me, man, I can be so easily and, and flip that around and, you know, make it seem like the issue is with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a good trait to have, but sometimes we have that. 
You know, sometimes it, the cause of that has been something personal happening to in your life. You know, you've been mm-hmm. through so much. So sometimes you don't want people all in your space like that. But people who know me, know me, know that I'm very, 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 very stubborn. In relationships, friendships, I, I've been that stubborn person. And so like, it's your middle name. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, man, and I'm not afraid to say this, I don't have, you know, some help with that. And a lot of those ways um, have changed. You know, I'm very thankful for that. And That's good. Once you realize that and can accept that, I think the change in your life, man, it goes a long way. You, people will really start seeing that different person, that different inside. Um, now, professionally, I don't really make mistakes. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a perfect employee. Uh-huh. You know, I go in there, I do my job. You know, I get employee of the month, you know, all of that, good stuff. But no, um... I never oh, had that. <laughs> I would say that it, it has, you know, held me back on a lot of things. You know, I've been, you know, go up for promotions um, before, and and I just sit back and I, I don't want, and I will always say, no, I don't want the politics. Even though I'm qualified, I mean, I do a hell of a job at it. I just always just felt the need that I didn't need to do that. I was mm-hmm. okay with where I was at. And even though I complain, like, oh, man, it's bullcrap, you know, oh, this again and, and that. You know, I will have some some complaints, but I will still sit back and not want to advance because that's just how stubborn I used to be. Um, but now, you know, I'm I'm not afraid to accept that. And, you know, when somebody say, hey, man, you should apply for this or you should go for that and, you know, hey, let's do it. Let's get it. Even though, you know, recently you did try to get with me on, on updating that resume and sending it to you or whatever for something else. And, like, and, I, and, 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 and I helped you, though, didn't I? I did, did I think when you find... Let's, t- let's stop right here. See, I hate when people try to shame me and then don't get a full story. I told Kendrick, I said, hey, send me your resume. And he said he was doing his own updates. And I told him, hey, that's fine, cool. And he was taking care of it and all that kind of stuff. And I said, no problem. Whenever you get ready, send it to me. But there were some positions that I knew that he was qualified for. I knew that he could really win in. And I had to update him and say, hey, about that resume. Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna get and see I you know, I the last thing I like just tell me you forgot. Oh, I'm still working on it. And then when I sent it, he sent it to me. Hey, he sent it to me. I said, Hey, can I re edit this? And he sent me all this old backstory. Hey, I tried, I did, and I was waiting on somebody else to send me edits and they didn't and all that. All I said was send it to me. And when they sent it to me, what did I do? What did I do, Kendrick? <laughs> you updated it and And then I complained. No, I knew you didn't. 
did mm-hmm. did it, you and did. I sent it back to him. I said, "Hey, edit as you see fit, update it per, per you know." Because one thing about people with resumes is that they just when you somebody send me a resume, they just send you a PDF, and they, and and the the objective it changes. It varies per position. And I sent him the word doc and say, "Hey, your objective gonna change based on what you're applying for." I, I see you can always update, but you know when I'm sitting in some of these classes and learning how people look at resumes, it's not always your boss, your future boss. It's not always a person that's qualify for the position they're looking for keywords key items and you have to make sure it clicks and it's readable and um i edited it for him and i sent it to him his way and i and i didn't do nothing I ain't, he ain't heard he ain't heard shit else about that resume <laughs> since he did it because you know so don't be trying to don't come <laughs> on here and do me <laughs> i'm just saying but no you was cool about it though and i did all that stuff you said was true but hey i said you know, when you told me about it, I should have went ahead and sent it on right away, let you do your thing. But you know what? I wanted to be stubborn. You know, I like to. Something I he like said. He, he something he said earlier. He don't do anymore. But oh, look at him no, I it. said. Listen, hey, go say. <laughs> I said that's changing. <laughs> Not overnight. Change. Let me run that footage back. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm listening. Let me stop interrupting you. Go ahead. <laughs> but no. Um, but I eventually got it over there, and I appreciate it. Hey. Yeah. And, you know, we do in our own time. And so it brings that next question. Like, sometimes, you know, like you said, you're stubborn, and, you you know, you have a point, like, you don't really, um, everybody who know you know, and you, like, you breaking those barriers down and stuff like that. Let me ask, do you think some of those guards up, like, refusing that job, or I'm not going to take that, Do is it a survival mechanism for you? Um what, what? Why do we struggle with allowing ourselves to be that, you know, able to be corrected, if you will? You know what? It is sort of kind of a survival mechanism. You know, we want to protect ourselves uh, maybe from, like you said, embarrassment, you know, that letdown that, you know, people say, hey, apply for that job, go get that job. And, you know, you, you go, you take that advice and you go and apply for it and it don't happen for you. Then you like, I look like a fool for myself after I like that. You know, you know how many things I'm really qualified for, and these people pick somebody else. So, so the next time somebody suggests that, like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm good where I'm at. You know, I make enough money. I'm satisfied. I come in, I do my job, and I go home. So we retreat. We retreat to our corner. And like I'm good, you know. Don't suggest anything for me. I'm happy where I'm at. Even though on the inside, it may be killing us that we still going in and doing the same old, same old, and we won't change. Mm-hmm. And we just we we're just afraid because of that one incident that occurred or whatever that occurred in our life has gotten us to a space that we're afraid to do new things or or advance on. Mm-hmm. Bring you to a low place, so ever, uh, to, in order not to ever get to that place again, mm-hmm. you just you just basically you close those doors, you lock them, and throw away the key. Absolutely. Um, and you know that's that that's that's not uncommon. Uh, I know quite a few people, and I, I've talked to quite a few people. And that's beyond the race, but you know specifically with the black males, we we are in survival mode at all times, even when we're in our downtime, even when we're in our own space. We, we do that. And I was just talking to uh, one of my coworkers, and I was just telling her, and she was talking to me, and 
you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm relocating, I'm leaving. And she was saying how she's going to miss me. And she's like, you know, I really look up to you, like how you carry yourself, like you don't you don't lose your, your control and at work. And I told her, I said, it's not that I don't lose my control at work. It's just that I know when I come to work what I'm here for. And I, I love my coworkers. I'm engage them. I'm gonna talk to them. I'm a, and it's not an act. I really do be engaged in what, how, what their well being is, what their wives, what their husbands, what their kids are doing. But at the end of the day, I know how far I can take it. And so she was, she's struggling with that because you know she's too, if you will, she's too green. Like she gives them mm-hmm. everything, and everybody can't accept. Like if you know you you might use a little bit of profanity or you might talk about you know because where we're at you know um, weed is legal so you know you telling people you smoked all weekend even though it's legal that's still your business right. and you should kind of keep it to yourself and so she struggles with that and mm-hmm. so she's having a hard time and so somebody has complained on her and um, they told them they didn't want her they didn't want to be there, like they didn't want they feel like she's unprofessional and they don't want to be a friend anymore. And it's hurting her. And so instead of her receiving that, she went to them and she started trying to talk to them like, I just be playing, blah, blah, blah. But they they didn't want her energy. And I told her, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, you have to understand that in order to survive in corporate America, which is not our America, it's corporate. And Mm -hmm. corporate America is not meant for us. You have to have survival mechanisms. No Mm -hmm. one can see all of you. Like, that's like Kendrick knowing he, Kendrick might can tap dance. No one needs to know he could tap dance unless he's out, he's at a convention or a competition, and he invited a coworker and they happen to see him or run into it. But he shouldn't come in the in office tap dancing down the hallway and be like, hey, Kedrick, oh, yeah, I'm a professional tapper. You know what I'm saying? You have some things you just have to keep to yourself, and you have to respect where you are. And that's not that you're being fake. It's called a survival mechanism. Because in you're true. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Right. Or you can call it cold switches. Cold switches. It's very big. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coach was big. We talked about that on one of our episodes, how coach switching is, is serious. Like you do. Like, I don't think nobody, like, when she said that she, you don't lose control, so she hasn't met Duran, huh? For the listeners, for the listeners. We going? We going? <laughs> Let me take the seatbelt off. Okay, come on. For the listeners who don't know, there is a person called Duran. Who is that? Don't let the people know who it was. Who who is it? Is it is it is it another person that's not on here, or are you trying to say that they're, I have two personalities? Everybody haven't gotten a chance to meet Duran. I don't think a lot of people. You do a lot of cold switching, so you know. Well, let's let's, let's take a Some people know the Corey. Some people <laughs> know take- Eric. And not many know Duran. (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break and I just a a true cut. Let's get off a piece of cheesecake right here. Um, Corey is Corey. Everybody knows Corey. There's there's some Corey in Duran. There's some Corey in Eric. But there's Corey. But Duran, what are the characteristics of Duran again? (laughs) Do you want to know? I want to know so I can de- define them for the people because I know I'm going to get some emails about Duran. So <laughs> tell, them, tell them the characteristics of Duran. See, I'm going to have to go through our text messages thread and then, that <laughs> ain't, see, then that's going to open up you know, a whole other window. Uh-huh. And the people, the people don't have time for that. Just know that it's not Corey and it's not Eric. He's, he's what do you want to, what's the word? He's ignorant. 
<laughs> he also Duran is it, so is Duran cool? He ignorant. Duran is cool. Like when people get to know Duran, you know, I think they'll like Duran, but Duran is ignorant. I don't think people need to ever like know Duran. Duran was rapping that Megan Thee Stallion music tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tash, 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 Tash. That that my girl Tash. We just we just talked about Savage. Savage is one of our newest uh, go tos. Megan Thee Stallion new album Sugar. Everybody should listen to it. Give her a few spins. But she has a song on there called Savage, and that's me and Tash. And I tried to interest, introduce that to Ketchup because <laughs> really? Kendrick has another side too. But he has several sides. He has Ketchup and he has Amici. But I was trying to introduce Kedrick to Meg, and he already knew about her. So that lets you know Duran is in good company. I'll leave it just like that. How Go about on. that? Is that why you want? You want you want me to leave it like that? I leave, think I should, huh? Leave it like that. Uh-huh. Because you opened it. I didn't. I but, did. um, so, um, let me ask you this, though. With those with those walls that you keep up because of, you know, such shortcomings, like you said, many, many times you feel like you failed and you didn't, um, even though, like, you, you put your heart out to get a job and it didn't work your way. Let me ask you, do you feel that how you overcome it, or is there something you're still overcoming? You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, it's hard to get over it, you know, those things without professional help. Okay. Um, It's just something about people that that part of their life or that trait is just always there, and they never, you know, got the proper help. You know, like like we said, it could have been an incident that occurred in their life that just so damaging or whatever and they just don't want to relive so they close those doors and they lock it and they don't want to come out from behind them and then sometimes it takes something beyond you know friends talking to them friends encouraging mm-hmm. them um, it takes family. you know yeah family it, it, it takes somebody professionally to uh, pull them out of that we talked about that in the episode and uh, I, I'm not a, it's not a secret. I talked to y'all about it. You know, I got professional help and uh, it really got me through some some great things and it was a great help. And so, you know, to hear Kedrick talk about it and everybody that comes on the episodes and sometimes they speak of it, it just really doubled down and reiterate that, y'all, it's okay to seek professional help. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, like loony or you cuckoo. It really means that, hey, I need help. And right. sometimes the professional people who are equipped, who went to school for this, mm-hmm. they know the traits and some of the characteristics to help you not repeat some of those same cycles. So I commend you, kid, for you talking about that and bringing that up. Just know that if you are listening and there is something that you feel like you continue to go through or you it feels a little bit off and you talk to somebody about it, that you feel like you talk to a friend or something and you still didn't get the answers, just seek professional help and they'll help you through it. And yep. they'll they'll make sure that you you on the right path to becoming what you want to be. So absolutely. You got those behaviors, those traits that keep showing up in your life and you just can't get rid of them and you just wonder why they keep occurring. Man, go seek seek um professional help. Go yeah. get that help. Go find out what's the reason why you can't accept criticism. What's the reason why you got you know that hot temper? You know, what has occurred in your life that just have you with this rage, of, you know, about yourself or, you know, you just don't, you dislike people 
whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you're dealing with in any situation, you know, go seek the professional help. If it keeps showing up and showing up and you, you can't shake it, there's something there that you need to address. I agree. Um, bring it on criticism. That brings me up to my next um, my next part of this episode is c- constructive criticism. Do you accept constructive criticism? I do. Interesting. I do. Tell you us tell about me, it. You tell me all the time something is trash or I'm not doing <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'll be like, Corey, okay, Corey, I'll be like, okay, Corey dude. Corey or tell you that because Corey, I ain't never told you nothing was trash. And Duran's show never told you nothing was trash. <laughs> now, What's, Kendrick, on the other hand, tells Corey all the time this trash. Try it again. <laughs> you have. Listen, you got with me for not getting that, that paperwork file on my business oh, when yes. I first started. You know, I did. And I accepted that. You no, beat you me didn't. up. I, I finally got it, right? You finally got it you years beat? later, but you, you didn't accept it immediately because you told me you was good doing what you were doing. I did. See, that was back before I got the help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take that. I take that. That's that's solid. But no, I, I I sent you that resume. I was open to that, even though I looked at that stuff and got intimidated. And I was like, man, what is Corey trying to send me up for? But mm-hmm. uh, see, I'm I'm very open to criticism now. Um, sometimes I'm still a little stubborn about certain things, but I allow myself to receive receive that. Oh, well, that's good, man. I, reason I ask you because I yearn for constructive criticism and people won't give it to me. You know, every time I encounter people, first thing they say is, oh, man, you're perfect. Oh, your life is great. Or this and this and that. And in my mind, I'll be like, man, you can't see what I see. You know, like there's things that I struggle with. Like I'm a just I'm a to be PG-13, if you will. Technology. Everybody I know think I'm so tech savvy. And I tell people all the time I'm not. I'm far from it. I read up, like, if I get a new gadget, I will read the manual before I even touch it because in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be working this thing. Let me see how this thing works. Let me see what, what this do and that do. And people just automatically say, oh, Corey, you so, man, you so freaking smart. Man, you like the smartest person I know. And in actually, I'm actually dumb. And just an hour ago, I was Googling how to hard reset my iPhone or something like that. But some people just call me like, Corey, hey, and I know the answer. Man, you so smart. But that's just that's just PG thirteen. But what I'm written all honesty, like when it comes to my life, when it comes to some situations and things that I go through, I ask people all the time, man, what, man, you, man, you just you perfect, man. I I don't know why that's happening for you at work, or I don't know why that happened the way it happened, because you just so. And in my mind, I'm like, is it something they not seeing? So I yearn for it, and to hear that you get it and you receive it, with, that's that's very positive. I never really get it. Um, well, and let that's me say problematic this. for me. You talking to the wrong people. You are talking to the wrong. But I'm pretty sure. No, now I've heard some people tell you or give you some constructive uh, criticism. Jenny, for mm-hmm. one, she she gets you together. She gets me together when it comes to the business. She gets I'm you talking together. about like I'm oh, talking about, about the personal life. I'm not, not even just personal life, but like things I can, hey, is there something that I can do better, something I can push better, this and this and that. I, I don't get it. I could even just talk about me being a, a member of my organization. And when I was president, I knew that um, I was 
a different type of president. I knew that when I took that position, I wanted to be great. I wanted it to be fun. I want to keep Alpha so light. I want to have a great time. But it threw the rule book out for the position. All the common, you know what I mean? The common presidents, you just check the boxes or you, this is what I want to do and you're gone. But I was so hands-on. I was so involved. I wanted it to always be like a fun space for people. And telling that, some people didn't agree with it. And, you know, the saying is, if everybody agrees with you or everybody like you, you're doing something wrong. So I knew that there was a group of people somewhere that did not like what I did, et cetera, like that. Mm -hmm. But no one would ever tell me. It was always an after the fact. And like, you know, promise I'm be putting together an event for my chapter. And I thought I was doing everything right. I was so proactive in getting the budget, securing the venue and this and this and that. But then Mm -hmm. when I had to up and abruptly leave, Mm -hmm. everything got torn down. Like, man, why are we doing this? Why he did that? Why he did? Why? And, Fortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately, it happened, but it could have happened in to me. But the 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 reason it didn't happen to me is because, man, you know, Corey is so put together. We trust him, but we really don't trust him. And I I, I say that, and I stress, I've been stressing this throughout this surviving Seattle that Corey's okay if you disagree with him. It does not it does not hurt for me for him to hear a different opinion and mm-hmm. like. Kedrick said, when like when it comes to my bit, my shirt business, my side hustle, yeah, Jenny and them, my 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 people, they would get me together. Kedrick would want to that and now this not gonna work, this not gonna do. And I listened to them and he could tell you that I've never ever fought them, whatever they did. I remember Kedrick helped me did my display one time. Remember that? Yeah. How we set this display? How this should look? And you did it, and we did it. That we did it going forward. I'm very open to criticism, but for some reason, people assume that. I just can't be touched. And it's like, touch me. You know what I mean? Like, touch me. So, um, and that's just with anything. That's well, just you with know, anything. You know, I tell you this all the time. You know, people saw that, that perfect quarry. I mean, you always, you're sharp. You get out there. Okay, prime example. You're like a, uh, a Barack Obama of the chapter, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, people look at, well, you know, the black people that love him look at him and like, man, he can never do nothing wrong. You know, he don't have these scandals going on. You don't have, he don't have this. But, you know, maybe some of his closest friends see something different. You know, mm-hmm. the people that he can find in, you know, the people that knows his backstory, things like that. Well, the people that you present yourself out in front of, most of those people don't know your backstory. Right. Right, so they're not going to be able to provide you with any type of criticism anyway on your life or how you're doing things because when they see they when they see Corey, they see the perfect Corey who's out here making moves, doing everything great and doing everything the right way. He's helping people. He's out here shaking babies' hands and kissing them on the forehead. You know, making things happen in the world. You know, they don't know the struggles behind. You know know what you're dealing with or what you have dealt with you know they don't know the things that that's happened in your in your past life or you know that's currently happened or anything like that so of course those people wouldn't be able to to do that but i think the people that kind of know you or the ones that you consider your friends your good friends they'll be able to come in there and and tell you in the day hey Corey, you need to you need to do this you need to step back you need to take a look at that or whatever the case may be you know all of that, you know, I I beat you down a couple times about being stubborn by getting down there to Houston, but we ain't gonna 
Go on there. <laughs> you don't even want to start. Hey. So, <laughs> Mr. Bertha, if, if, Mr. Bertha, if you listen, I've been trying to get him to come home for the last week or so. And he keep on talking about Amazon cancel his trip. And Who is Amazon? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit it. Go ahead and keep talking. <laughs>